you know, we still come back to each other and, you know, we still got so much love for one another. So no friendship is perfect, but I think the imperfections is what makes a friendship grow. Welcome to Unprovoked Tangents, the podcast. Where our topics have a focus, but our, but our tangents, tangents don't. don't. Tune in weekly as we discuss life, love, fashion, politics, and so much more. Oh, what a week. We're back at it. This has been mm. a tough one. This Tough year to begin with. I'm, it's nonstop. It's crazy. And I know. Being an extrovert and being locked up like I am. I don't know how it's affecting you, but this week has been probably the worst since we started the quarantine. Mm. And what week are we in, by the way? I feel like we're in week six or 25. I don't know, but I remember making a vision board for 2020 Ooh. and it looked nothing like this. No, it's, <laughs> if it did, then it would be, I mean, I, I would be concerned. If your vision board had anything about this, I think you'd be investigated by the FBI and CIA at this point. Of um, course. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just tough. Like, and I'm sure, I don't know how it's affecting you work. You know, we're getting by cause we have to, right. So we're getting by cause right. we're forcing ourselves to have these long meetings, these zoom meetings. But like I said, like I, I'm a person of human contact and it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's been very hard to be away from friends and you take the friendships not for granted, but the social interaction of your friendships are granted. And it's, yeah, we can Zoom and yeah, we can Skype and yeah, we can have that. But how have you been managing this with, with being away from your friends? What's going on in your world? Are you able to stay in contact with your friends? Yeah. Well, like funny enough, so I spent my 34th birthday under quarantine. So I couldn't even like go out to celebrate my birthday. So what did I do? I hosted a virtual party, which was super dope. And on, on top of that, I would definitely say that my phone has been hella hot temperature wise because I've been FaceTiming and Zooming all of my closest friends, which has been awesome to talk to them and see their faces and interact with them because they just make this time not feel so weird and foreign, you know? So just be able to talk to them has just been so, so wonderful. And I'm very lucky to have my day ones. I'm very lucky to have my ride or dies. Those are the ones that I check in with almost every single day to the point where I said, Hey, I'm at the grocery store. I need to pick something up. And I'm sure you've had that same experience as well. Well, it's funny. Um, a couple of things you just mentioned that we don't even really talk about, but we use as like figures of speech so much. So you talked about day ones, ride or dies. It's almost like you have this, I guess, levels or tiers that you put people in. I've never done that. And, and maybe you mm -hmm. can enlighten me because I've just been like friends, good friends, uh, best friends. I don't really use that, but I have some that I consider best friends. Yeah, I have a best friend who's a guy and a best friend who's a girl. Best friend guy, his name is PJ. My best friend who's a, a lady, her name is Geraldine. Most people mm -hmm. know her as Carmen. Um, but it's crazy because... Tell me about like, because <laughs> for me, friends is like, this. huh? And I know you laugh at this because I remember like when we were first developing the show, like the behind the scenes stuff, I told yeah. you like I have this tiered system of friendship yep. and it's pretty much, no one really knows about these tiers unless they're part of the tier one. Ooh. Like, I know, I know it's crazy. Like, and oh, for you, those, mean you don't send out invitations or text to people be like, dear tier one friend. <laughs> Dear tier one friend, you are going to be a part of this celebration. No, hell no. 
So the way that I do it, and the reason why I do it, because you laugh at this. You laugh at this all the time. Oh my God, you know why I laugh at it? I just thought about it. Because in my line of work, so I send out emails to my accounts in North America, right? And we have them leveled as boutique one, boutique two, and boutique boutique three. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. sometimes I'll send out an email saying, dear boutique one customers, right? Or I'll say, dear boutique one and two customers. And the responses, of course, as you can imagine, is from my boutique two customers who are saying, hey, how do I become a boutique one customer? (laughs) So that's why I laugh because if you're tearing your friends out, in my mind, now I get it. In my mind, I'm like, oh, these these tier two friends are going to be like... They're probably like, how do I get to tier one? How do I get to like VIP? You know, it's like you enter a club and all you want to do is get to VIP, right? Most of the time, most of the time. So that's kind of like the tiered approach, but it's not something that you just get, you earn it, right? So like tier one are people that I would take a bullet for. I ride or die with them. We've built trust over the years. I, I trust them with my deepest, darkest secrets. That's tier one. Right. Right. Tier two for me is kind of like, you know, we we're cool. We hang out. We shoot the shit sometimes. We can go out to like a bar or a club, maybe dinner. But we just kind of keep it at that. We keep everything very surface level. We don't go into the depths of issues, right? We don't we don't swim. We don't nope. swim and backstroke like, in the depths. You're snorkeling with those people, not scuba Right. Down. Exactly. You know, maybe I'll go to a water park. Maybe we don't even go in the water mm. at the water park. You're just skimming across the top because you're on the, yeah. on the tube, on the lazy exactly. river. Those exactly. are the lazy river friends. Those are the lazy river friends. And then the tier three is like, hey, I want to get season tickets mm. to the water park, but I'm going to chill in the parking lot. And I'm going to be okay with that. Right. Or we can meet, we can go to the water park together, meaning on the same day. And we, right. we can meet in the in the food area, the food for, court for a quick bite together. But exactly. then I'm gonna go my way on my rides. You could go on your way. Keep it moving. Don't invade my family. Facts. Exactly. I also think of the song, friends. How, How many, many of us of have them? Let's be friends. Friends or TLCs. What about your friends? Are they standing crowd? Will they let you down? Hey, or Kanye West, whoa. real friends, right? Where he says the whole, if you are um, my friend, you're going to be, what does he say? It's almost like the line where he goes, you hit me up to check me out, check up on me and see how I'm doing. Next thing I know you're asking me for something. That's not a real friend. And that shit happened to me in real life based on the industry I'm in. It's Tell me crazy. about it. What happened? <laughs> no bullshit. There was this girl from high school Maybe even like that neighbor. She was like the neighborhood girl. I knew her. I don't even think we went to the same oh, high school. She was knew- around the way girl. Was she around the way? She girl? wasn't around the way girl, but she Ooh. wasn't cute. She wasn't wearing no airbrushed shirt kings overalls. Um, shout out to uh, shirt kings fade. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she, she hits me on Facebook. Like we were friends on Facebook, which isn't a real friend. I, like that's not a friend. No, no. She hits me on Facebook. Sees that I work for Adidas, and is like, hey how you been oh my god your son's getting so big doesn't skip a beat literally Mm. the next sentence i don't even respond like because i don't even get the message but the next sentence is i'm a size nine my daughter's a size seven my response would have been like cool good to know bye my response was copy and paste the motherfucking website for adidas.com into the message delete you as a friend that was my response like you have some audacity 
And she wasn't even tier three, yo. She wasn't, she even, wasn't. She's not even tier she, 17. Like, wow. We ain't even cool. Like, wow. Yeah, it was and that's what, And that's the thing. That's why I put friends into tears sometimes because for me, it's like when, when I think about loyalty, like everyone starting off a friendship with me gets a baseline trust level of zero. Okay. And then it's up to you to build up to that 100%. Like, so everyone has zero trust because I don't know you. I don't know what your intentions are. Just like homegirl that hit you up via Facebook asking for her, her and her whole entire family to get outfitted with shoes, Crazy. which was ridiculous. But yeah, she probably doesn't even know your middle name. So um, not that it's in the same light, but can we give her the bum bomb? Bum bomb. Shout out Damn, to, uh, to Lisa. Oh, you're giving her government name? Yeah, oh. yeah, I'm giving it. I was about to give you your last name too, but just shout out to Lisa in Queens. Loser. You're a bum. Mm. Like, you ain't nobody to me. We're not even cool. So kick rocks. K-I-C-K-R-O-C-K-S. Bum, bum. Lisa, Lisa. Bum. bum, bum. You're a bum. Out. Look, you were mentioning about this. This Everybody starts at level zero, though. Because <laughs> I've known you for... A few months now. Uh, it seems like forever. Um, yes. Our chemistry, everybody tells me, oh, my God, you guys seem like you've known each other forever, blah, blah, blah. Well, but you were also the doppelganger for my prom. It's because, true. You know, that photo went up. Vice versa. Was like, y'all look alike. This Vice is versa. Weird. My hair looked a little better than dudes, though. Um, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so my question for you is... So I don't really, again, I know you, we know we having this wonderful time together, and, but I want another opinion. I think that your opinion of how you feel this tiered system thing uh, is fabulous at face value, but go with me here. What if we reached out to two of your friends, two of my friends, and we saw their, their views on what friendship looks like for us, their definition okay. of what friends is. Um, and maybe we could even talk about like the deeper levels of what loyalty looks like. I like that idea. I like it a lot. And I'm going to raise you because I think we should do it right now. Why not? Get All it. right. Let's resume this in two seconds, two minutes. We'll send out the invites and be right back with two of my friends and two of my friends. And we can all be friends. All right, guys, to our biffles, to our ride or dies. First question. Remember, there's no wrong answers. There's no, there may be right answers, you know, and we, myself and Danny, will grade you. We'll, there's we'll definitely you wrong answers. <laughs> you know, it's open to interpretation. Um, so, question for the group What does loyalty and friendship look like to you? Shit, bro. Shit, boy. It's, for me, I think it's like, for me, it goes a long way with like, if you don't mind, if I just take a for, for right now. Um, Do it. Uh, <clears throat> that friendship, man, that, that word gets thrown a lot, thrown around a lot. But uh, for, to, have, to have some type of a form of friendship, it has to come with like respect. And I'm super big on respect, like support. The way I was raised is like you, you know, you give respect to get respect, but you know, you have to keep yourself at a certain level all the time. You just got to be yourself. And also just being in tune with yourself and remaining you as you could try to remain you all the time. So I think with loyalty, it's just like what type of support and what type of, uh, everyone has a different view on it too. But for me, I think it starts with like just mutual respect with everyone. 
in your friendship. That, that's a real, real foundation of your friendship. So Flock, if I can add in uh, to your point, how do you feel if I was to say to you, um, like honesty, loyalty, friends, and then wealth, death before dishonor, and I'll tell you what else? Young Hope, but you heard? Jay-Z? Yeah. That sounds, that sounds, but that's a lot. There's no structure to it. You know, it's like, I think for the money, the money aspect out of that whole loyalty thing is, that's going to come later. You know, you're going to break bread with everyone, you know, eventually, depending on what you do. But um, like I said, for me, it starts off with just like having respect for each other. Because I don't know how far I'm going to rock with you unless, you know, if you respect yourself first, you respect me and then how you treat others, then we go from that point on. Amen. Well said. Yeah, I think it also has to go with, uh, I guess for me, loyalty kind of comes in like chunks and pieces and layers. Like you can, I think respect is essential, but then also when you have trust, right? So you need respect to build trust. I think trust is also very important. And that's based on like just being open, you know, just being true to how you feel about something and knowing that with loyalty, you know, with friendship, you're not going to agree on everything. Like even if you're close with someone, they're not going to, you like something, they don't like something. And that's based on like their background, how their family raised them, or maybe them not knowing or knowing something is right or wrong at some point, right? When you meet someone in their life, especially for you guys um, that have, Danny, that you've known these gentlemen for 15, 20 years, like Jen and I have only known each other for four years and we met under very special circumstances. You know, I, we don't have such a long history, but I also feel that when like uh, Flack was talking about when you have respect and then you have the trust, even sometimes you just click with people. So when you find that click with someone, it's like uh, you, the loyalty gets built on that because there's that honesty, there's that truth and there's that respect. So for me, that's what loyalty means. It also has a lot to do with when everyone else is against you or no one believes in something that you think is, is like your thing, your dream. Uh, that person is always like, no, you know, like, maybe they can help you with how you shape it or they have faith in you when you yourself don't have faith in anything that you might aspire to do. I think that's also uh, part of loyalty. Bless up. So we got trust, we got respect. PJ Jihan, you guys want to add on to that? Get some paprika on this answer. It's my favorite season. I mean, to me, just adding on to what everyone has said, I believe loyalty and friendship to me is vulnerable acceptance. I think that um, friendship in the terms of over a course of years, you know, you are growing and you're changing. Jennifer and I, for example, have been friends since freshman year of high school. And obviously through that decorum, high school, college, leading up to adulthood, you know, we've grown as women. So with the vulnerable acceptance, it's to be able to accept each other for what we go through and how we grow in that process. When it comes to trust, you know, I feel to be realistic, trust can be broken sometimes, not just friendships, relationships as well with anyone, from coworkers to families to lovers. So, but that acceptance that you that you have with close friendships, friendships that garner so much into your life, you take them for who they are. Um, you definitely are the type of friend and loyalty to never hold bar in terms of how you feel. If one friend or someone is going down a wrong path or lost in the process or needs that comfort or shoulder, you want to be a friendship that will always be blatantly honest. And again, with that acceptance is to be able to take that criticism, that advice, 
and to be able to apply it to yourself and vulnerability, meaning a friendship that you you just don't hold anything back. You're bare bones. And it's like a relationship of a marriage or family that's of a different type of notion because you, you, you've gone through these ordeals together. And so that respect gets stronger, that trust gets um, deeper, and you grow together, hopefully, you know, for many more decades and years to come. Well said. Vulnerability, very, very key. That's, that's to me, a courage of strength versus it being a weakness. So thank you for that. DJ, add some time onto this question. Add a little garlic. Yes. You know, for me, it's, it's, it's almost this concept of at a young age, you start to realize that you have to start building what I call an entourage, right? So at a young age, you're building your entourage. It's your family. It's your relatives. It's your teachers, you know, it's your baseball coach. It's, it's, these, it's these people that help you achieve something or push you, right? And then uh, as, you, as you go further in life, it becomes, you know, a college professor or it can become somebody you know in an industry that you want to get into. And I think friendship is very similar to that sense is that you have friends that just help you along the way. They come in and out of your life. And, you know, some of them stick around in your life longer than others. And why those people stay, to me, I wouldn't put a label of loyalty on it, or I think someone mentioned the word, you just click, right? You know, if I look at the friendship between Danny and I, we've come in and out, you know, we've had our moments where we didn't talk to each other for periods of time, but we always sort of came back because there's something about the relationship or the, the friendship that, that means something. It has to be worth it, right? Because as you get older, you, you, you have a family, you have kids, you have work obligations, uh, all of these things that are going to distract you and take away from all the free time. So when you have those free moments, you can use it for yourself, use it for many things. But if you choose to use it for a friend, you better damn be sure that that friend's worth your time, right? And there's so many different ways to look at that. It's all circumstantial, but you know, loyalty to me is those friends that just, they navigate life with you, the ups and downs, but they're there for you. Quick story, I was recently on a business trip in, in Seattle, and I'm literally driving through the rain, because it's always rainy in Seattle, to the airport. And I was just offered something, a, a project. And I was like, okay, I need, I need somebody's advice here for this. I didn't even think about it. Danny was the one I called, and he was absolutely the one to, to hear me out and gave me the advice I needed. Wouldn't necessarily say it was something revolutionary. It was just exactly what I needed from the person who I knew would give it to me in the way in which I needed to receive it. So again, Danny at some point was me building my entourage, but eventually he became more than that to me. That's definitely some great uh, points, PJ. And I agree with you. Uh, I think oftentimes we look at loyalty as a word that's not fully defined to ourselves, but to society. So what does that really mean? And, and is it loyalty based on, on the level of the friend that you mentioned? Or is it loyalty based on the idea that this person um, is your backbone or somebody who is reliable? So for me, loyalty and a friend is somebody that I know I can call whenever I need to, or, or I don't have to speak to them in, in weeks, months, or, or maybe longer. Uh, and I know the loyalty is unbreakable. So for me, that's what loyalty is. It's, it's an unbreakable bond of, of trust that's been built over time. 
I think um, time doesn't necessarily matter to Ava's point. You've known Jen for four years. Uh, sometimes you just click and sometimes loyalty is built through a series of events that are created based on interactions or, or trust scenarios. That's why I chose to have you know, you and, and flock on here for different reasons, for different levels of different types of friends. But I know that if shit hit the fan or I needed to call somebody for any reason that I can, I can do that with you guys. Yeah. And so just to add on to that, and I completely agree with all of you guys, vulnerability, trust, respect, um, acceptance. I think loyalty to me means Basically, without a shadow of a doubt, I know that that person has my back and I know that I have their back no matter what. And usually the times in which friendships are tested are not during the great time when we're out in the club, on the rooftops, you know, you know, cheers into the great life. It's times like right now that really showcase the beauty of friendship. Can I call this person when I'm going through a time of not having a job, right? Can I go to this person if I need some advice on something that's going to change the whole dynamic of my life? And I think that's what I really look to as friends. Like I put my friends into tears, which we'll get into a little bit <laughs> later. But um, yeah, I have a tiered approach by the way, Jihan, Ava, you're definitely tier one. But at the same time, that's what loyalty means to me. Like without a doubt, without question, if things hit the fan, who, are, who is my phone a friend? Who is the first people that I'm gonna contact? Who do I trust inexplicitly? And who do I know for a fact, like I can come to you in shambles and you say, you know what, I see you, I hear you, and I accept you guys. And that's what loyalty is to me. So PJ kind of like definitely took us to the next question, which is, you know, how do you deal with having a disloyal friend? I feel like everyone has had experiences <laughs> in that realm. PJ, let's hit it with you. How do you handle disloyal friends? Yes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> do you ever really handle it is the question. So uh, really, really story out of a friend who was my absolute best friend in high school. I mean, we literally did everything together, right? So, you know, we, we go through our, our college years together and then uh, we played on a you know sports team together and uh, we made it to like a finals type situation where we were in the finals and he started to date this girl and, you know, he lost and I didn't take it too well. You know, if you, if you know me, I'm pretty competitive. Um, and uh, I was just like, oh, F this, this sucks, damn it, you know, and she's like, what's your problem? Why, you know, why are you getting so upset about this? And I was just like, really, just leave me alone right now. You don't understand, you weren't out there. So the next day we get together, it's like a pool situation, beach situation. And he's like, you know, I didn't like the way you, you talked to my girlfriend. I'm like, look, you and I have been best friends for how many years? I was upset, you know, you were upset too. You almost said the same exact thing. Then from that moment, I, had, I didn't talk to him again for eight years. And, you know, all because of a girl. So let's fast forward those eight years. We're at a concert together. He looks at me and he goes, are we going to do this? We'd start talking again. And I said, yeah. And I was like, okay. In the back of my mind, like, what, what exactly changed? What happened was he wound up getting a divorce from that girl. Uh, she wound up being awful to him, you know. Uh, and he had realized later on that, hey, you know, maybe I should go back to the friends that I kind of screwed along the way. But if we're talking about loyalty, he was extremely disloyal to me. But eight years later, I was loyal enough to him to, to sort of let him back into my life. But 
But again, I think I talked about it earlier. You have to look at, well, what does your free time look like? Where are you at in your life? And when that happened and I was in my life, I didn't have kids per se. Now I have two kids. You know, I, I was married back then. I have a different job now. I've, I've, you know, climbed up the ladder and I have a lot more responsibility than I had back then. I don't have the time for you anymore. I don't have the time to sit and listen to the reasons why I got to that point. If we're friends, then we need to be friends. You know, the ride or dies, the loyalty, the integrity, trust, all of those things. I think there's a lot of factors that come into play when you deal with a disloyal friend and time is probably one of them, right? Yeah, I think that raises such a great point because, you know, I've had times where maybe friends of mine have like lost touch over the years. You know, I definitely had a couple of issues in my high school days. It's always in high school that you got to cut, you know, it's like kind of cutting people off always in high school, right? Um, where, you know, there were situations at hand where I had to cut somebody off and specifically because they were trying to date my boyfriend or they've had sex with my ex-boyfriend behind my back. And I was like, we are done relationship is severed like that that was like no coming back from and then it was just kind of to your point little things it wasn't something as astronomical as that situation where you're like all right I'm gonna take you back in but I'm gonna kind of use kit gloves a little bit and rebuild this friendship with that person um and if it's a friendship that's worth it then why not and they always say like time is the number one non-renewable source on the entire planet. Like we can always get money, we can always gain money. The thing that we can't gain is time. So who you're spending it with and what you're spending it on is extremely important. Amen. Ava, how about you? I think friendships in high school, if you're lucky enough that you never have a fight, it's like a complete blessing, but it's bound to happen at some moment in time. I think a lot with high school friendships more than like, college friendships or like your first job friendships or friendships that you make at work that just happen to last 10, 15 years. And, you know, it's like the actual times that we live in now. So I think it's more like getting your heart broken for the first time. Those friendships that you lose when you are in high school. I know I lost a best friend of mine during that time. And so the point that PJ made and also Danny, that whole, like, do you let them in? And how do you let them in? Do you, is it slowly, do you want to let them in? And I no, for example, in this case, when I had my best friend, I was going through a very dark, hard time moment in my life. My dad had been diagnosed with cancer and he was like stage four out of five. And when I went to the hospital, someone, the doctor had told me, you know, you should take the time that you have your dad because he has like less than 10% chance of living. So I was going through that and I had also fallen in, like, in love for the first time, but not with the right person, <laughs> totally not the right person. I think during this time, it was just like, I, I wasn't, I was always the person I feel like when I was younger to have like such a positive attitude. But I think when life kind of beats you to a pulp and you don't have anything positive going in life because it's out an outside source, like you don't control your happiness. You, you become, you can also become, I think becoming jaded is part of the process of how you try to deal with something that's so overwhelmingly sad and like gets to your soul. Um, so you're hoping that your friends, like we have said before, maybe can tell you, like, I'm here for you. Like, I know for me, like if a friend goes into some problem, even though I may not agree with their choices, first thing I try to do is like, okay, what do you need from me? And how can I be there for you? And that's how you start it. It also depends how the person reaches out to you. I think if, I don't know how about you guys feel, but if a person actually knows they did wrong and they actually, and you feel it, I'm very much of like a feel person, not so much like you tell me all these beautiful things. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's back on. 
No, <laughs> you know, it's more like, I'm sorry. I think that's a great way to start. Like, I'm sorry I did this or I'm sorry this happened. But I think like some people, the way they get back to come back to you is not necessarily that. It's just like, hey, what's up? It's Christmas. Um, Merry Christmas. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And it's like, I hear you and it's kind of deaf toning me out. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not as receptive to be like, hey, how are you, my ex-best friend? I was just like, you try to be cordial, but I think even in being cordial, it still hurts because it sizzles. It like It's like a thing that got stamped on you. Sometimes you realize just in trying to not be the bigger person, but just trying to be do it for yourself for like keeping your sanity and, and being good to yourself, you realize that wasn't worth it beyond that, you know, and that's closure. And I think that's how you can, sometimes you deal with certain relationships. I think when someone, there's a break and someone does something bad to you, I think it's, the it takes so much power and so much maturity to say like, I'm sorry, I messed up. But them trying to get back to something, I think encourages you from moving away from the pain that might've caused you and willing to listen. Well said. Flop? You, yeah, Um, it, it depends on like what that person has done. So I like- it depends what that person did. Um, I give everybody a chance. I give everybody a shot. So it's either two things is going to happen with, with it. It's either we're going to click instantly or it'll happen over time organically, right? Or it's like, I don't fuck with you at all. Like, it's cool. The only thing that's, the only thing that with me is you're going to see if I don't like you. Like, I'm just not going to fake it or like put a front, you know, just like, that's like one thing I had to work on. A lot of feedback I got from Danny over the years. Like, listen, you got to watch how you, you know, you can, I can see what you're thinking on in your face is the way you're, you, you know, you're, you're moving. I'm like, all right, cool. You got to work with that. Um, but um, it depends on what you've done. Um, you know, if you, if you didn't disrespect my mother, you didn't disrespect my sister, you didn't steal from me. All right, cool. There's not that much of something like as bad as you could have done to me. But it's like, and it's like things of, uh, I heard this earlier in the conversation where it's like, yeah, you don't talk to my ex-girl without letting me know that, dog. Like, yes, sir. You know, you don't do corny things like that. That's some corny, you know? Like, you don't do stupid stuff like that. There's situations where, you know, you have that one friend that you love so much, and it's like, this guy's an asshole. He continues to do all the stupid shit all the time. But you have that special place for them, or, you know, whoever it is for you. And you just continue to let him, let him in, let him back, let him back. It's like, I generally love people, and it's like, I love hard. So once you get to that level of being in my circle, you really have to do something kind of shady and shitty for me to like just not mess with you no more. But the thing is, when I get to that level of like, okay, I can't talk to this person no more, even though it bothers me inside, it's like, damn, I just want to like, let me just say, let me just talk to that person, make sure they're okay. You're always afraid of that, that repetitive nature of that person. So I just try to stay away from them. But like when it comes to like this whole friends, like if they, they do something to screw up on little friends, I just pack them up, man. I'm not dealing with that shit, man. Just pack them up. I get 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 rid of it. Those are really great points. And I think it, it's nice for you to break down like, you know, what is sort of a friendship that could break and you're okay with it. And also the things that you would like accept them back into your life. So that's a couple great points. Jihan, hitting you up. First of all, I have found myself challenged to really understand the definition of disloyalty because for example I find myself disloyal when I feel like Jennifer reaches out more often than I do I'm a horrible phone person and it's again with us being in close proximity there's really no excuse unless I'm doing work so I know that she's always been terrific in making sure that we're cultivating the relationship and we're staying in touch and I've, I've tried to get 
I've gotten better in my adult part, but you know, I've found myself to be disloyal in that retrospect because I've never, I should be as open and available to her as um, she is for me. And that goes for everybody. The, the friendship with the loyalty is, as I was trying to explain earlier, vulnerable acceptance. Just take them for who they are and know that you will always provide that place of comfort. Yeah, and I'm glad that you brought that up too because um, the more and more that you're aware of yourself, the more and more that you're aware of like how you can hurt people and and how you know your friendships can be tarnished based upon the decisions that you make or don't make. Um, I think that does come with a lot of time. And I definitely think like now in our 30s, um, we've matured, we have a better sense of ourselves and we know for a fact like what, can break a friendship and what doesn't break a friendship. And I think at the core of everything, foundationally, we have that loyalty, we have that trust, we have that. And, you know, and we, you know, even though we had those rocky moments, you know, we still come back to each other and, you know, we still got so much love for one another. So thank you for bringing that up because I think that is a discussion that everyone should think about. And not, no friendship is perfect, but I think the imperfections is what makes a friendship grow. Yes, queen. You know, we're in an era of self-love, right? So we're in an era of caring for yourself and loving yourself. And I feel like what I've, what I've learned over the years in my, my time on this earth is that the, the challenges and the lessons that we, we learned in high school was not necessarily on, on the lessons we learned of our friend, but more the lessons we learned of ourselves and how to deal with those friends. You know, we live in a cancel culture now, right? And everybody talks negatively about a cancel culture. I actually think it's a great thing. I've always been that way. I've always been the person who's like, you, you screw up, you're out, cut off, done. Um, because to Flock's point, it's how, what level of screw up is that? For me, I've dealt with disloyal friends, unfortunately, very quick and gut guttural. I'll, I'm more of like, you're cut off. Because if you've gotten into my circle as a friend, I'm the type of person to always answer the phone, help you move a bookcase, like show up at your house with toilet paper. You know, that, that, show up at your house because you're, you're dealing with something with your father's uh, on his deathbed. And I just show up to just check on you without you like, and you don't want any visitors. That's like, cause you're in my circle and that's what I do. So I think that it, if, for me to have you in my circle, it's very hard to get you out. But once you've become disloyal and you were in my circle, you can't really get back in. I love the Robert De Niro like lanes. Like you're in the circle, you're not in the circle, you're out. Like it's just like we get it. I know, I know. And I think to that point too, it's I I love hard, and I think someone else said that. Like I love hard. I also fight really hard. And for me, it, in that case, it's like I I love, but it's almost to my detriment. Like I will hold on to somebody. They could be complete assholes, but I'm like, no, I'm going to come and I'm going to save you friend. I want to save you and I want to help you grow. And sometimes you just got to love people on their level. You can't, you can't, you can't just do that to yourself because what it's going to do is going to pull at yourself. It's going to pull at how you arrive in your next evolution for whatever human you're going to try to be in this world, you know? So you almost have to just sort of love people on their level a little bit. So for the group, do you guys feel sometimes you are loyal to the sense of loyalty or you're loyal to nostalgia? So sometimes you have people in your circle, friends who are your neighborhood friends. They grew up with you in elementary school. You're on the basketball team together. You played a sport together. So you're loyal to the aspect of the loyalty to this friend, but really you don't have anything in common. 
the person's not there for you? Are there moments of, of friendships of those that are clouded loyalties, I like to call them? Oh, that is a really good question in terms of the nostalgia. I mean, that does play a role that you probably let those type of friends not get away with more, but it would be a little easier to accept any of their faults because of the history. But the thing about it is, um, outside of the fact that Jennifer and I have known each other for so long, um, other there are other entities that play a role. I mean, we're in the same field of business. We relate on the publicity marketing side and we're able to, you know, exert advice with one another in our grown adulthood to be able to talk about challenges in the workplace and things that we've dealt with as communications has been a love that we've had since we were in high school. I, I don't I would never say that our relationship is the way it is because we've been friends since high school. I think we have so many commonalities. I mean, we even used to call each other the J Squared Squad just because our we have the same initial so it's just like little things that have been able to tie us together. As you become an adult, it, it's more important to try to keep continual because your problems get a little bit um, harder. I kind of focus on the now. And when, you know, the other part of the question, I think that Jennifer and I have been blessed to have a childhood friendship, a high school friendship, and now we're in adulting stage. So I think it all plays a role, to be honest. But if you have stuff in common, and you share a lot of things, it's easy to have that long-term relationship regardless how long you've known each other. They're very much like Ava and Jeff. So it ends up working out and, and being a really prized relationship in your life. I just wonder how much of the nostalgia really comes into play because when you're in high school, when you're in college, like you're experiencing these things that you'll never experience again, right? Like the first time you get drunk, the first time you have sex, the, the, the first boyfriend or girlfriend that you've had for longer than just a hookup, right? All of these moments, but you're also achieving, you're graduating from something, you're, you're tasting the first sense of, I did this on my own without someone else's help. And those people that are with you through that, I just wonder if they, you're willing to forgive them earlier than the moments later in life. Um, I think that plays a huge role in it because you know their family, you've sat on their couch, you've sat next to their fire, you know, you've had a double date or whatever it might be. I think that plays a huge role in it, right? Like uh, if you're, if, if it's happening now in your later age, you're just, you know, maybe that's where the cancel culture comes into play. It's like, I just don't have time for this. You know, we're not in high school. We're not in college. You know, I don't have time for it because I dealt with that. I dealt with people like that. So yeah, I just think nostalgia plays a huge role in that. I think it's the same why thing it's happens so hard now. To make so new friends, right? I just don't have time. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that, too. I think, like, you know, as you kind of grow up and glow up, you also want your friends to grow up and glow up with you, you know? And I think, um, you know, with Jihan and Ava, like, we're kind of all in this space of glowing up separately, but also glowing up together. Like, I admire the both of them because they're entrepreneurs and they're ambitious and they, they're go-getters and they're fiery, you know? Like, we're all fire signs. We got a Leo and Sagittarius and an, and an Aries, for Christ's sakes. I mean, we can probably light up a whole town if we wanted to with our energy. And that's the common thread that connects us all. And I would never be friends with someone that I did not admire or did not see as a source of inspiration to me. And that's why I have you two and more as friends because I really look to you guys as my inspiration. Like sometimes when I'm down, I'm like, shit, what will Ava do in this situation? Or shit, I know Jihan would not call this motherfucker back. You know, it's just like those types of things. And sometimes we even have 
those advices kind of going through my head of like, damn, what would this person do? This person would totally do this and I should do that, you know? And, and it's always led me down a better path than what I thought of the path that I would have taken originally. Those are still the women that I want in my life. Those are still the people that I'm like, we're evolving together. We're living separate lives, but we're evolving at the same time. So that's, that's very big. Just, just to round it off, um, I want to say that you mentioned a bunch of fire signs, but really the only one that matters is the Leos. So let's just be clear. Okay, lion. Okay, roar. Roar with your beard. It's fine. Okay, you're all in quarantine. You should have just grew your beard out. I get it. You're ferocious. But I will say Leos are loyal. That's that's definitely number number one thing. I know you're doing the whole Larry David thing. I get it. That's That's the key. But, you know, fire signs rule. Flock, are you a fire sign? I'm a water sign. I'm a Pisces. I mean, you can help us, you know, breed fire. Yeah, I guess. Is no, our no, fire no. out? <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> swim away. But Pisces also help calm you down. Like, I think that Pisces makes you, like, if you're a fire sign, I think you tend to detonate, explode sometimes faster than other signs. But a Pisces is always like, hey, take a step back, look at it a little bit more. See how it fits into the whole box. I mean, these fire sign things, they're just generalizations. I don't think that they dictate the person, oh, he's a Pisces, he must be like this. But I will say, I will say when I did get, the only thing that I hold true to that is when I was told, when I, when my friend, you know, write on a piece of paper on the left side, the signs that you have dated where it's gone to like crappers and the ones that have been really nice. I will say that at least the list that was off crappers were signs that I was supposed to never date. I will say that. <laughs> and it was just a different way of mm-hmm. seeing life, you know, a different perspective and stuff like that. So um, there's a little bit of truth, but I don't think it's obviously, it depends very much on like the person where they were raised and stuff like that. And plus I hear something about like your rising sign, your moon sign, your Saturn sign. There's a lot happening. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's way too much going on with the whole Zodiac. Also, I'm born in the year of the tiger and, and all this craziness, but yeah. Uh, that just makes you very, very deadly. I'm a lion and a tiger and a bear on my, I know. <laughs> well, I, and that's a Leo to a Leo telling me. I'm, 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 exactly. I'm a tiger year, so there you go. Maybe that's why we're in business together. PJ, yeah. You're a tiger year? Absolutely. It's a 12-year cycle. All right. Se- we should do a podcast. 12-year cycle. cycle I, I, thanks. So you're 12 years older than me. Oh, put your age out there. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case the listeners were wondering, Danny and I are 12 years apart. But I'm like, 22 ish like that doesn't add up i'm 29 so yeah i heard you (laughs) time is time time is an illusion right time is an illusion pj what sign are you real quick uh well let's say not all leos have beards oh okay 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 Okay, fire 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 and water (laughs) sorry guys sorry (laughs) there's three of us sorry i'm kind of just glowing in that I mean, that, that's how it always should be. It was planned. You know, the Leo should always lead the pack. So I get it. Flock, over to you, my man. So, Last question. Oh, I was, oh, no. With that, with that situation, it's like um, the same people that are in my life now, are they've been rocking with me for a long time. So I have, you know, I have my, I don't mess with a lot of people from high school. I keep in, you know, of course, social media. 
sometimes they pop up like, yo, how you been? And I'm like, oh, cool, whatever. And just keep it like cordial, like most of us have said. Um, but a lot of people that I rock with now, they have, those are my day ones, whether it's like, you know, my basketball family or my Coney Island friends and my Harlem friends now. Like these are like the newer people that I vibe with now because I've been in this area for like six years now. So these are the new people that I'm allowed to build rapport with and come into my circle and become family. But it's like, for me, the one main thing I do to check what's going on. So for me, like I said, like I said before, I give everyone a chance. You screw up, you fuck up, depending on what you've done. Cool, we can get over it. If not, I'm going to pack you up. But what I like to do is, which a lot of my friends don't like that I do, is I mix everyone together. So I'll, I'll put the street dudes in one area. I'll bring the basketball guys around. I'll bring my Brooklyn guys around. Bring the Harlem around and see how they just coexist with each other. And I'll sit back and I'll watch it. And if they could all rock with each other, then I'm like, all right, cool. Then you belong. You're like, this is the, it's like the little things for me. I don't know if anyone, everyone thinks like that. But I like to mix everyone together. I don't like to deal with the past if they're not going to like roll with me. Like that whole nostalgic feeling you guys are talking about. Like The people that I rock with from high school right now, they're still my friends. The only thing that separates us now is that I'm still the wild one. I'm still the single one. I'm still the one that's not caring about a lot of things when it comes to like, now, now it's like, damn, I need to settle down and like grow. Cause you're getting like, I'm getting all my mother's harassing me every five minutes about when the hell I'm going to have grandkids and stuff like that for us. So it's like, she's always stressing me, but that's the hardest thing right now with growth and getting older with seeing like my friends evolve. Like my, one of my best friends are married. My, my short man, short man just proposed to, his lady, he's going to be getting married soon. And I'm like, damn, you know, like people are like my friends are going places, you know, like for me, it's always I've been escalating with work and just keep going and going and going. And then to see like what my friends are doing with like just in their life with love and having kids. I think that's the only thing that's put like a hold on my friendship. So you try to accommodate with these things are just the way our lives are going at the moment. But I'm dealing with like like uh my like whoever's in my circle like i said again whoever's in my circle now and if who, who gets in my circle now they belong there you know amazing all right well i think ava is the last person that didn't answer because i know you touched upon having high school friends and does that are you just friends with them because of nostalgia or is it just something that is uh part of the reason why you're friends with them so last question I told myself that nostalgia is something, it's beautiful. It's an emotion. It's a feeling, right? It makes you think of like warm things. It makes you like warm, warm moments rather than not warm things, my bad. Um, warm moments and, uh, and, and, and good times. But, you know, I, I'm a little bit more practical nowadays. Maybe it's because it's, you're in full adulthood or you try to be a reasonable adult. Um, it's just that nostalgia is great when there are actions along with it. So nostalgia is, can be some great things, but I also don't let nostalgia be the reason why I think I have to be friends with someone, you know? Um, I think friendships are things that are like plants. You have to water them and you have to give a little bit so they grow and you grow. So at this moment in time, it's more like, who can I, who do I like just having a, a random glass of wine and just being me and being in PJs and stuff like that. And I enjoy their company and they enjoy mine. That for me is more of what friendship for now. And, you know, anybody that comes in the circle, um, I don't necessarily put my friends into tears, you know, but um, 
But I think whoever comes and who you can enjoy time with, those are your friends. You know, nostalgia is great. If you, like you, uh, you girls have been able to be friends for such a long time. If you have those great moments, you worked out through your issues, you know, you both came together at a good moment with different, a set of eyes as adults and you can work from nostalgia forward. I think that's the best thing, right? Because it's like you had something, but nostalgia to me also things makes me think like I had something and I may not be able to have it now because that's, for me, that's what nostalgia means, right? I can't get the full thing like, live on 24 seven. So it's good to work from nostalgia if it's still in the relationship and you're still good friends, but would nostalgia be the reason why I stick with friends? Not necessarily if it's not growing. Exactly. All right. So just to introduce you guys. So I have this tiered approach in friendship. And the only reason why I use a tiered approach is because I felt like I was giving the same level of energy to friends that weren't giving the same energy back to me. So question for the group, do you guys have a tiered system of friendship? Yes or no? And if so, how do you classify that? Flock, over to you. For me, yeah, it's like you have your, for me, I, I guess it could be a, a tiered situation. You have your day ones, right? Um, those are like Marada Daz, you know, everybody's part of that circle. Then you have your, um, you know, you have your associates, which I like to call those guys. Like, if you can't be used or useless, those are the guys that come around like, you know, oh, yeah, I need I need to, yo, can you hook me up with these kicks? Or can you, like, do you know where to get this from? It's like, all right, cool. I could I could accept you for that because just that's how you are all the time. You know, you just not, you just switch up that role as a person. So you just stay in that category. But that's why I just keep it. I just don't, yeah, like, it's like my, my, my core, like you said. And then it's like my associates. That's about it. Uh, tears. I don't have tears. Um, but I guess I would have as much as like your, I have best friends and those I can count maybe in my hand, like four or five and best friends to me are like family. So I guess it's like my, it's not the, cho the family I was given is the family that I chose to go on with my life. I think that's how I, if, if there was a tear, it's more like who is my family of choosing, um, not necessarily blood related but who I feel like I would give up my life for or vice versa. Um, and I think anything outside of that is just uh, friends um, that you just, I just if, if you end up taking having a drink or you end up chilling or hanging out or just picking up from when you left and there's, there's nothing wrong with the friendship. You just maybe distance or, or their life, you know, people make their lives separate and things like that, that you can still go back to, you know, but I think uh, family is how I would divide it. My chosen family versus everyone else. Dope. PJ, tiered approach, yay or nay? And do you have it, how do you classify it? Yeah, for me, a tiered approach would be more time than I have. <laughs> to me, I think it's just, you're my friend or you're not. Now, obviously there's different levels to that, you know. Danny, if you want, I can tier it for us if you want. That would make you feel better. I can I could do tier one for you if that if we're doing the same scenario. Um, but for me, tier one, tier two, I don't even think I would have time for tier for tier three. Um, yeah, I think marriage kids, you know, your your circle sometimes gets a little bit smaller. You start to have friends for just sort of need purposes um, at times, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's just you, you roll with it. These are my friends. You sort of mentally know how far you can go with certain ones. A tiered approach to me uh, just sounds like extra work. 
Jihan, over to you. Tiered system, yay or nay? If so, how do you classify it? No, I, I agree along the same line as um, TJ. I feel like the tiers and the, those subcategories are just way too exhausting for me. I know that I have friends and I have those I am friendly with. And my my family, those, those core best friends, I really don't even have to introduce them as friends because you'll already know who they are and their place in my life. So you have friends and you have those who are friendly with and my best friends can speak on themselves. Um, but, you know, I've learned more recently during the quarantine on what values friendship, the people that are on your mind the most, the ones that you need to check on every day and the ones you just send a quick message with just because you just want to see if they're secure. And But I realize friendship, when you're by yourself in a room and you, we've all been quarantined for about four weeks, it's like who will make this process, this this journey that we're on just just plausible just to get through it and that's my friend Jennifer you know you just want a certain type of energy and a certain type of friend that can get you through the hardest times and considering what we're going through right now you're blessed that that's one person so that's good enough for me excellent so <laughs> speaking of speaking of friends has any have any of us actually seen each other since the, the virus started I know Danny you and I no. Sorry, did I see you, John? Yeah. When we, so it was right before we got that state quarantine. Yeah, it was right before. Yeah. Like March 16th, 17th? Yeah, so that was patients, like two or three days. Yeah. Great. So wanted to, just wanted to quickly jump on something that, that G said. So Danny uh, was running somewhere and he gave us a ring and he's like, hey, you know, do you need anything? And as always, he spoke to my wife and not me. So they arranged for whatever, whatever we needed, but I had to go down and get it. Uh, I'm on uh, third floor. So just wanted to share as we talk about friendship. So I get down to the door and I don't know if Danny felt this, but I definitely felt it. We sort of paused and we're like, Hey, and he's just like, how you doing? And then I have a mask on. He has a mask on. He's got gloves on. I have gloves on. And you know, there was this moment I almost shed a tear, and I know that that sounds a little silly, and I don't know what you were thinking, but we just did this, and then we're like, all right, well, I'll talk to you later, and it was just like, it was in a moment of, I need this so bad right now. This is my friend. This isn't somebody else. This isn't a family member. This is my guy, and this is this is who I need to see right now, because when you're cooped up in a house with kids, and there's only so so much you can do. But in that moment, it was just sort of like, here's like my best friend. We're going to be fine. And if I, I don't see him again for two more months, at least we had this one moment to remind me of why I'm staying inside. That moment where I can, again, do something more than just this. So just wanted to share that. I mean, I can answer that. Uh, the What I was feeling was I wanted to uh, actually give you a hug. Um, it was one of those moments that it's, you, you knit the nail on the head. It was definitely one of those moments. Um, so yeah, I agree. Sure. And although I'm very competitive, I will say this, I have not seen my two besties or any of them, but I will say that I have FaceTimed them notoriously. I have wanted to send care packages to you both. I have been at grocery stores jihan and said hey you need anything a cup of sugar and you said no nah, i'm good 
head. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I hear you, Danny, and you get the Medal of Honor from PJ, but I'm just saying, I've done my part too. I was, okay? you know, jumping in front of the coronavirus bullet, basically, um, to bring him some diapers and uh, toilet paper. Well, uh, the dope thing is though, Danny, um, the last time the last time we linked was right before you guys were about to drop. You know, you told me like, yo, it's going down with the podcast and we got it rolling. I'm like, all right, cool, let's get it popping. This is like way before everything started, so that was kind of dope. Definitely. So. Uh, if I can answer the tiered question for me, I, as I said earlier, I don't really, I never really had a tiered system. I didn't do the BFF, the thing only because of a couple of reasons. I've always been torn on my, my best friends. You know, I, I, you know, I play semantics best is best for me. I have two who I consider my best friends. PJ's my, I call him my male best friend. Uh, and I have, um, my friend Geraldine, uh, who's my female best friend. Um, but after this conversation, I kind of thought of something. And Jen, you know me now by coining terms, the coining phrases, my whole kaleidoscope and all that. So another one that I'm going to coin now, bringing it to the modern era is, so I'm going to create this new tier system. And for me, I realized that based on the people here is my tier ones, so to speak, are the people who I would answer the phone for. So you call me, I'm answering the phone. My tier twos are the people who I'm replying on a text message for. And my tier threes, I'm leaving you on red. So uh, other than that, I'm keeping my, my circle real tight, but I'm a giving person. If I'm that giving, I don't have that much energy to give that much seven days a week. So I got to yeah. keep it to like two, two best friends. And then I got like, like 10 good friends, my people who I reply to on text, and then the rest are just extras. Well, now that you put that tiered system out, anyone that listens to the podcast that are your friends are going to know where they fall with you. <laughs> immediately i mean they already know they already, oh, they know. already know so okay just say if anybody in that tiered list needs to know it might be in tier one apparently but i answered him via text instead of answering his call so if that makes you feel oh. yeah pj sends my calls to voicemail false fake news <laughs> all right well thank you all no thank you guys and, and just want everybody to be safe you know just be safe now just know, like, this, during this time, it's kind of rough for everyone. But just try to, like, you know, just take just take it all in right now and just, like, get ready for when they let the floodgates open and you can get back to the world. Just be safe. Just you and your families be safe. And thank you for, like, letting me be a part of you guys' show. That was pretty dope. And maybe when I'm in New York, I'm not planned to be in New York anytime, but when stuff gets open, it would be nice to have everybody maybe wanted to get grab a drink or something hell yeah i'm with that that's dope absolutely that's dope i love yep. that it's a great idea all right thank you all thank you g thank you eva thank you guys thank Yo, you. peace out y'all be good so danny wait we're not gonna do it we're gonna do it are we going to of do course it we're gonna do it i mean we're gonna do it come on we have to you know we that people are losing their freaking mind over the way we're just destroying the English language and burying words, right? I feel like Webster is going to write us a really strongly pointed letter. <laughs> there's going to be a there's going to be a, a a seminar where Webster and Oxford are, are going to get together and they're going to be like we're going to they're going to have a jihad on us. Probably. They're, they're destroying the language, they're killing words. No, no, no. These words need yes. to die. So we they should They need to die. What if we did a death sentence right now? <laughs> <laughs>
We should. I mean, there's no time like the present. I I sentence to death. Maybe I should do the honors. Ooh, maybe, maybe you I killed should. it. Hold on, I'll be the judge. Uh, um, Jen, what word are you presenting um, as the prosecution today? You know, I want to say in front of the jury, the judge, and my friends and family this week is a word that has been circling around for quite some time. A word that has worn out its welcome, if I could give it a term. It's a word that I used to hear in the early 2000s that has pretty much not has officially died, but we're gonna kill it today. And this word is bro or bra? Which I'm like, that's just a sound. That ain't even uh, a Ladies word, and gentlemen honey. of the jury, did you hear? Uh, presented to you, the case for today is the word bro or bruh. 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 And, and it deserves all the eyebrow raise that you just did. Yeah, yeah. Bruh. That, 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 needs, that word is just ridiculous at this point. It's, it's like the 80s word dude. Nobody's going dude anymore. So nobody should be saying bruh anymore. The word should exactly. have died. 10 years ago in 2011. It's still existing now. And then people not only just use it, but they repeatedly use it. They say stuff like, bro, 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 bro. You see that, bro? Bro, 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 bro. bro. Oh, come on, bro, bro. Done. Stop. So the jury has came back with the verdict. Mm. They sentenced. It's like the OJ Simpson trial. Yes. If the word doesn't fit, it must, no. But <laughs> judge and jury find bro guilty, guilty, guilty. And we yes. sentence it to death. The death sentence. Bro or bruh, we don't want to hear from you anymore. We banish you. We excommunicate you. You're going in the electric chair tonight. Okay? Yes. We don't want see you anymore if i even see one person male female black white spanish or even animal utter the words bro out of their mouth they're getting a verbal smackdown and a sanction real yep. quick and so, in the words of the the famous joey from full house uncle joey mm. for those of you using the word bro i need you to cut it out out, gone, finito, excommunicated, bro or bra. No one want to hear from you. Beat it. Hey guys, welcome back to the ground down. Today we spoke about loyalty and friendship. So this is going to be a special guided meditation on sending out some loving kindness to our friends, the ones that have helped to shape us, support us, and love us through all along the way. So sit up nice and tall and close your eyes. We're gonna lengthen through the crown of the head. Roll the shoulders back. And as you're taking some deep inhales, deep exhales, maybe you start to think about all of your wonderful friends that have come into your life, all the ones that have helped to support you, accept you, and have given you the space to be yourself. Just praying your hands on top of your heart, taking a deep inhale in, 
And on the exhale, I want you to send loving kindness out to those people. Those people that you have called the family that you have chosen. Those people that have been around, have seen you at your highest of highs and even your lowest of lows. As you're taking deep inhales and deep exhales, maybe you start to cultivate this idea of gratitude for the people that have showed up in your life. Maybe they've stayed for a season. Maybe they come into your life for a reason. Maybe they have stayed for a lifetime, whether that time is short or long. So taking another deep inhale in, exhale out. And just think about all of those people. Think about being super grateful for what they brought into your life and how you have shown up in theirs and how you've given space. Take another deep inhale through the nose. Exhale out. Start to bring some small awareness back into the body, back into the breath. And in your own time, open your eyes. I thank you for joining me for this ground down meditation. And I thank you guys for joining us on episode six for loyalty. And we look forward to having you guys back next week for our new episode. Take care.